Next week, we're going to do the top 10 long snappers. Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I'm actually not recording this on Friday. I'm recording it on Thursday, hence my same shirt, because I'm not around right now. Went away for the weekend. I'll be back on Monday. So I hope no really big news breaks while I'm gone. Grassy. And today we are going to be ranking the top 10 wide receivers in 2020, because why not? Lists are fun. Now I'm going to start off by saying this list was incredibly difficult to make. Not just because of the number one slot, but really that number 10 slot. Because honestly, there's a ton of guys that you can make the argument could be in this top 10. And so before I even get into this list, I want to talk about the guys who didn't make it that were right on the cusp that I almost put in. You had Cooper Cup from the LA Rams, a guy who is vastly underrated. And on top of that has Jared Goff throwing to him. And last year, that was a dumpster fire. He almost made this list. You had Stefan Diggs, who honestly was on this list. And then I took him off for this, the actual number 10. Stefan Diggs, who has been pretty damn consistent his entire career. He has good speed. The guy catches the long ball. He's just an overall good wide receiver. And I'm happy that he's not in the NFC North anymore, but he just missed the cut. And this is where Lions fans turned off. Kenny Galladay. He also made the list too. It was between him and Diggs, and then I wound up going with a different wide receiver. Galladay, man, he had a ridiculous contested catch rate last year of 54.2%. The guy is obviously a rising star. And even with uneven QB play, like when Matthew Stafford was hurt, the guy is still getting those receptions and making some ridiculous catches. So at least I'm acknowledging them. But I imagine the pitchforks are already out. Well, that being said, let's talk about the guys who actually made the list. Number 10, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, uh, this was a tough pick for me because you go back a few years ago and Odell Beckham Jr. is a top five wide receiver easily. However, the guy hasn't been healthy for the past three years, but is still putting up good numbers. He put up back-to-back seasons at 1,000 yards, obviously with the Giants, which was a down year, and then with the Browns, which was a down year. And on top of that, he was injured last year And he also had Jarvis Landry, who was also a guy he had to contend with who had over 1,000 yards, and he was still able to put up these numbers. Obviously, those TD numbers have definitely gone down, but you have to keep in mind, too, that Baker Mayfield was horrendous last year under terrible coaching, and it was just a hot mess. Oh, yeah, and he was injured the entire season. So right now for me, Odell Beckham Jr. is right there because while his productivity hasn't been elite as of late, the guy has shown even when he's injured, he can still be a really damn good wide receiver. And I think because of that, for me, he makes the list. Then number nine, you got Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin. And boy, oh boy, I was contemplating putting him on this list because he's just so new. He's only been in the league for three years, but the guy keeps on getting better and better every single season. Last year, 64% contested catch rate. Yeah, that beat out Kenny Galladay. And he was number three in yards last year with over 1,300 yards with a beast like Mike Evans. Now, I know Jameis Winston is just like, go long, and he just throws it really, really far, and somebody catches it, just not always the guys on his team, but the fact that he's able to put up these kinds of numbers and improve every single year, yeah, Chris Godwin's stock is going way, way up. Now throw on top of that that you have Tom Brady coming in, yeah, 
he's going to have a ridiculous season. Then number eight, you got LA Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, on a personal note, was the bane of my existence in his earlier years because he got injured all the time. Thankfully, over the past few years, he's been able to stay healthy. And when he is healthy, the guy is an absolute stud. Great route runner, great hands. He has three straight seasons over 1,000 yards, 18 touchdowns in three seasons, average 68.4% catch rate. And even when Phillip Rivers was just terrible last season, he was still able to put up great numbers. Keenan Allen, for me, is definitely an elite wide receiver. It's going to be interesting because you're obviously going to have Tyrod Taylor throwing to him for at least part of the season next year. But with Justin Herbert coming in, I have to imagine that Keenan Allen is going to be one of his favorite targets and Hunter Henry if both of them can stay healthy. Then number seven, you got Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. Now, Cooper is an anomaly because he came into the league, obviously a first round pick, and he did pretty well with the Raiders, right? He had two seasons right off the bat, over a thousand yards. And then he kind of tailed off. He got injured a bit. He got traded to the Cowboys and the Cowboys... You know, everyone was like, oh my God, they got ripped off. As a Cowboy, the guy has put up ridiculous numbers. He's played 27 games with them. He's had over 1,900 yards and 15 touchdowns. He's had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. And the only reason that he's not higher on this list, because he does have a better catch percentage than Mike Evans, is because he hasn't been on the Cowboys long enough. He just got a mega extension, which I think is definitely worth it. And considering that you're going to have the triple threat of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb next year, yeah, that offense has the recipe to be disgustingly good. And I wouldn't be surprised if Amari Cooper rises up on this list. Then number six, you got good old Mike Evans. I almost put Mike Evans a little bit lower because of that catch rate. It's pretty damn low. But you have to give your hats off to Mike Evans. The guy has played with a plethora of not-so-great quarterbacks, and he has been consistent from the second he walked into this league. He's played from 2014 to 2019, has had over a 1,000 yards every single season that he has played. Only him and Randy Moss have had 1,000-yard seasons for their first six seasons of their career. Yeah, that's freaking impressive. Obviously, he's a major threat. He gets over 17 yards per reception, and he is going to be one of Tom Brady's top targets next year. And you could use the same argument with Godwin and Evans. They're both putting up monster numbers on the same team, competing with one another. And I think you just have to kind of sit back and just be in awe of how consistent Evans has been throughout his career and how much of a game changer he is. Then number five, you got Devontae Adams. Suck it, haters. He's a top five wide receiver. Fight me, bro. He is one of, if not the best route runner in the league, hands down. His release is mwah. A thing of beauty. Starting off in his career, he had a rough go of it. There were plenty of times where we were like, hey, let's get rid of Devontae Adams because he could not catch a freaking fracking ball. And the guy has been a consistent weapon in a receiver pool that is anything but consistent. He's had 40 touchdowns in the past four seasons. In 2018, had over 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. He was out for four games last year and still had 997 yards, which he's also had multiple times in his career. So the guy is still able to put up ridiculous numbers. Coming into this year healthy, I think he's going to tear it up with Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that he's been the guy for so long, not surrounded by any other wide receiver threats, getting double covered and still able to put up these numbers, yeah, Devontae Adams is top five. Then number four, you got Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. 
Yeah, Tyreek Hill, the reason why he's above Adams for me is because he is one of, if not the most explosive player in the NFL. The guy has amazing speed, great catching ability. I believe he only dropped three balls last season. And since 2017, he has had 10 receiving touchdowns of 50 plus yards. 10. The next guys to do it have five. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is really, really good at running really, really fast and scoring a touchdown. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is really good at running long distances and catching. Over the past three years, he's had 220 receptions for over 3,500 yards and 26 TDs. Him and Patrick Mahomes, oh, their chemistry is phenomenal. And the way that they are both able to extend the play, Tyreek Hill, even if he's not catching the ball, is a game changer because defenses have to account for him. He's like Mike Wallace, except actually good. You had Mike Wallace a few years ago who literally just like ran go route after go route after go route, and defenses had to account for him because he would just blow by them with his speed. So imagine that, but with superstar talent like Tyreek Hill has. And so yeah, Tyreek Hill is definitely top five and is even a step above Adams for me just because the guy is able to do it all and on top of that, has that elite speed to back it up. Then number three, you got Texans. Oh, wait. Never mind. Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say about DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> Osweiler, Hoyer, Savage, Fitzpatrick, Mallet, Schaub, Keenum, Yates, and Whedon. Those are the QBs that have thrown him the ball. Mm-hmm. And the guy still is great. Now he has Deshaun Watson throwing to him for the past three years, and those numbers have been amazing. And here's why DeAndre Hopkins is great. It's not because he's played with hot garbage. What makes him great is during that time, he was still pretty heavily targeted. Now Deshaun Watson comes in for the past three years. His targets have gone up a little bit, but not significantly. So while his targets haven't gone up a ton, his productivity has gone through the roof. Those three years, he's had over 1,100 yards and 31 touchdowns. The guy's a phenomenal boundary catcher. He's a great red zone target. And the fact that now he's going to the Cardinals and gets to play with Cliff Kingsbury and with Kyler Murray, yeah, I think he's going to do some damage this year. So DeAndre Hopkins shows it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. He's still going to do really damn well. And now for the final two. Number two. Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. <gasps> I know, he's not number one. I know, before you turn it off, let me explain. Michael Thomas is a freaking amazing wide receiver. Has played four seasons in the league, has had 602 targets in those four seasons, 470 receptions, over 5,500 yards, 32 touchdowns. The guy is averaging 107.8 yards a game in 2019. He had over 1,700 yards in 2019 with 149 receptions, which is a record. The guy is a phenomenal possession wide receiver. He is the definition of clutch and good God, everybody should want him on their team. So why isn't he number one? Not taking anything away from Michael Thomas. He is the only receiving weapon besides Alvin Kamara on that team. He has to be targeted that much because there's honestly no one else to throw to. Now, that being said, as I mentioned with Devontae Adams, it's still ridiculously impressive that he is able to put up these numbers knowing that that's where the ball's going to go to. They're going to bring Emmanuel Sanders in this year, and I imagine he's going to get some looks. But yeah, Michael Thomas is the definitive receiver on that New Orleans Saints team, and he deserves all the recognition 
and all the praise that you could possibly throw at him. However, the reason I have him at number two is the guy ahead of him has been doing it for longer, has not been the only weapon on the team, and is still put up monster numbers consistently. Michael Thomas, I have no doubt, can be the number one wide receiver, but for me, the guy ahead of him has been doing it for longer, and on top of that, has had more competition in his space. And with that, number one, Julio Jones. In the beginning of his career, Julio Jones already had a ton of pressure on him, considering the Falcons traded the farm to go up and draft him. But in the beginning of his career, he also had Tony Gonzalez and Roddy White to deal with. And yet still, he was able to put up monster numbers. He had six straight seasons over 1,000 yards, five seasons over 100 yards per game. We just mentioned that Michael Thomas did it once last year. He's done it for five seasons. Julio Jones has been a consistent elite wide receiver for a long time in this league. And so I think it's almost unfair for us to put Michael Thomas ahead of him just because he had an incredible year last year and has had an incredible short career thus far. Julio Jones has proved time and time again that not only is he consistent, but the guy is a stud. He's only had two seasons where he hasn't put over a thousand yards and in both those seasons, he didn't play the entire season. In 2013, the guy only played five games and still had 116 yards per game. Julio Jones has been in the league since 2011. Gonzalez was there until 13, and Roddy White was there until 15. So for the beginning of his career, the fact that he was able to still put up those numbers in a crowded field of very good players, yeah, I think that speaks volumes. And then even after they leave, he was able to be the number one guy. You have a guy like Calvin Ridley, who's a damn good player that sits behind him, who never gets talked about because Julio Jones is so good. This past season was a quote-unquote down year for him. The guy still puts up nearly 1,400 yards nearly 93 yards per game, and has a 63% catch rating. Yeah, Julio Jones right now is the best wide receiver in football. So that's my list. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think that a guy like Galladay or Cup or Lockett or Diggs should have made this list? Do you think anyone's ranked too high, too low, etc.? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi, and as always, Go Pack Go!